Well, welcome back to the Greenhouse Podcast, Conversations to Cultivate Dynamic Growth. We're in the fourth teaching in a great series I'm just loving, entitled Life-Giving Discipleship which is so important. Great. Welcome to the greatest woman I know. How are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> um, and we are, we're in the fourth teaching, as you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far we have been through an introduction to life-giving discipleship yes. in our first episode, and I encourage mm. you to go back and listen to these if you haven't yet. Our second, um, secondly, we talked about engaging people and culture. That's right. Last episode, we talked about establishing people into biblical foundations. So important. And today, we build upon those foundations that has been laid for these disciples of Jesus, and we're going to talk about equipping believers to minister. So Isn't powerful. that exciting? Equipping Man. believers to, to minister. minister. That's right. That's Once you. Once again, That's this me. is making disciples. So we're engaging yes. the lost. We're establishing them in foundations, but it doesn't stop there. So they you're talking about even someone who's just been saved. Absolutely. We're talking about now beginning to equip them to, to minister. minister. That's right. And that's our role as people who are disciples, mm. that we see, we engage people, we see them engaged in biblical foundations, but then we begin to equip them to minister mm. themselves. Wow. That's right. Um, so Ephesians 4, 11 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service mm. so that the body of Christ may be built up. So good. Because of our performance culture, you know, we have a performance-driven culture. We often have li- little tolerance for the messiness of the equipping process because it's yeah. messy. Yeah. We do church if as if it was only for professional ministers mm. that should do the ministry. However, the biblical job description for professional ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, is to equip believers, every believer, for ministry, then get out of the way. <laughs> wow. So is there any wrong thinking when it comes to believers becoming ministers? Well, here are three popular discipleship myths propagated by thousands of well-meaning pastors, professionals, religious leaders that have paralyzed and imprisoned millions of believers all over the world. Could you mention the first myth Wow. So the first myth says, my pastor's primary role is to minister to me. (laughs) This is the myth of mentoring. This myth causes church people to demand that pastors spoon feed them and meet all their spiritual needs turning pastors into spiritual pseudo-superheroes <laughs> and regular Christians into passive wow. spectators at religious shows. <laughs> Although we believe believe in and nurture one-on-one discipleship and coaching, yes, we do. This is not a substitute for personal ownership and responsibility of the Christian, the Christian, mm. to minister to others. Wow. So the second myth says, I am not yet ready to be used by God. That's right. Which we've all said many times. Absolutely. (laughs) This is the myth of ministry. This myth convinces people they don't pray enough, aren't mature enough, don't know enough Bible verses, have too many past sins and are too young or too old to engage in ministry. Wow. 
The third myth of discipleship ministry is no one should minister until he or she is mature. That's right. So this is the myth of maturity. This myth convinces believers that before they even attempt to minister to others, they need at least 10 years of experience (laughs) and a frame certificate on their wall. (laughs) Only then would they possibly be mature enough to be used by God. That was three myths of discipling people. Let's talk about three truths of discipleship. Could you read the passage from Ephesians again? Such I would powerful. love to. Ephesians 4.11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's right. So this is Paul writing this, who started mm. ministering to others as soon as he had his life-changing encounter with Jesus. Mm. And Jesus wrote about the link between ministry, sorry, rather Paul wrote about the link between ministry and maturity in his letters to the Ephesians. So, Amy, tell us about the first truth of discipling mm. people. Well, firstly, it's the truth of mentoring. That's right. A pastor's job is not primarily to minister to people, but to equip people to minister Mm. to others. That's a very powerful change in paradigm. Powerful. Life, church, and ministry are not primarily about the people in the pews. They are about God and others. Mm. Ephesians 4.11 told us that. So the second truth is the truth of ministry. Yeah, so while some members may not feel ready, God is ready to use them, even if they're too young or have lost their temper yesterday (laughs) or use a word that Amy would never use on Sunday. (laughs) Uh, God wants to use them. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. The third truth is the truth of maturity. Yeah, we can't wait till every... Every believer feels mature enough to minister because no no one will be mature until they minister. (laughs) It's it's true. It's one of those conundrums. It's the chicken or the egg. Yeah. (laughs) Which comes first, ministry or maturity? When we look at the Bible, it seems that ministry does. So how do we equip believers for ministry at Garden? Yeah, well, this is just so important. And this is just something that we've developed in a really uh, so amazed at the fruit already mm. that we've seen from this at garden how we equip people for ministry is through what we call planted yes planted planted is a four-week journey to help facilitate people's next steps in god planted is typically run as a small group uh, planted will assist to equip people to become ministers so i'm just so excited about this thought that really was birthed once again in the Reformation. Yeah. You know, the Protestant Reformation revived, should I say, because it was in the early church, revived in the Protestant Reformation that the ministry and the priesthood of all believers. Mm. And so our part in this discipleship process, engaging the lost, mm. establishing them in biblical foundations. Mm-hmm. But then from there, we don't yes. want to skip the foundations. We no. don't want them to go from, you know, being saved and then straight into this, uh, you know, without the biblical foundations, straight yes. into ministering for Jesus without knowing Jesus. Yes. But nevertheless, it's very important that people understand 
that they are saved and they are called to a holy purpose. Yeah. That's the part of this process is that equipping people to become ministers, which is such a powerful, powerful thing. So let's break this down for a second. So yes. I'm a young person. Yes. I'm a, a 22-year-old university student here on the Tweed attending Southern Cross University. Yeah. And I really have a heart. I want to be uh, a I want to be. I want to follow Jesus, and yes. I want to make disciples, like yes. what we've talked about. Yes. So I go along to my lectures, and I begin to reach out yes. and engage with some people who are in my lectures. Yes. And I begin to make friends with them, with the viewpoint that I want to help them to come to know the love of Jesus. Yes. And then over that year that I'm in their their uh, their class, mm. I get to know them. They start asking me what do you do on the weekend? And I tell them all these crazy things that I do, like I go to church and mm. I hang out with my friends from church and we have this small group we go to. Mm. And then over time, that person mm. starts to come along with me mm. and then they start to ask me more and more about Jesus. Mm. And then one day they mm. get saved. Yes, praise God. They come along on Sunday morning. Mm. It might have been the first time or the second time mm. and they get saved. Mm. And then I... Before we go any further, we rejoice. Oh, the we whole rejoice. church rejoices. Because this, this is what we live for. That's right. So then what do I do with my university friend, you know? Yeah, that's well, right. Well, firstly, I think I want to establish them in biblical foundations. That's right. So I invite them along to the pathway small group. I go along with them. Yeah, I think that's a great thing, going yeah. along with them. Um, because, you know, what we always learn so much. Mm. Every time I do Pathway again, yeah. I learn so much. Mm. And I make sure they're established in Jesus. Then I go along to the following Jesus small group with yes. them and I help them to learn how to read their Bible and pray. Yes. And then they're water baptised mm. because they understand the power of, uh, you know, signifying their new life they now have with beautiful, Jesus. Beautiful. So the, can I pause for a second? Yeah. So straight away what you're showing us a picture of is the foundations are getting built. That's right. Foundations, but foundations aren't the whole building. Keep on going. That's yeah, so good. that's right. Mm. And then, you know, they're baptised in the Holy Spirit. Wow. They experience that empowering. Mm. And then their next step we're saying is to equip them to yep. now minister themselves. Yes. They don't have to be saved for 10 years before right. they do that mm -hmm. because we're called, oh, sorry, we're saved, saved and, and we're called, called yeah. at the same time. Yes. So then I'm going to say to my friend, hey, have you done Planted? Mm. And Planted is where they'll really discover mm. how they can begin to become a minister themselves. Right. They can begin to become involved in small group. Yep. Um, hosting, yes. they can begin to become a part of a team somewhere yes. in church life and mm. they can begin to understand what it really is to be a part of a community of faith yes. and begin to become a minister themselves. Yeah. So they do that and then they begin to go on the next step, which yeah. you're going to have to wait yeah. because that's, step, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next episode. I don't want to get ahead of oh, myself. I was what. about to <laughs> spoil the party there. <laughs> But Surprise. that's for the next episode. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to that as well, the next next episode together of this life-giving discipleship series. Well, I hope you've been blessed today. We're really praying that you just receive some thoughts, some revelation of your important role in the Great Commission. The Great Commission is something that God himself, Jesus himself, has invited you to be a part of with him. That's why it's called 
co-mission. It's not just you working for him, it's you co-laboring with Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Word of God, you alongside of other people, together, arm in arm, hand in hand, laboring for kingdom purpose, which is just so, so amazing. Well, we'll see you for the next episode and the final one in this life-giving discipleship series. Be blessed, don't be life-giving.